it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Favre, your host. This episode features sex and relationship therapist Nicole Schaefer, also riding shotgun the hilarious Chris Higgins. Please subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Share, review, give us a review, please. I will be reading the reviews soon. I keep saying it, and I know I will, I promise. I just haven't had a lot of reviews, so I want to do them all at once. Please review us. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Follow me at paulfcomedy.com or on Instagram at paulfarvar, Paul F-A-R-A-H-V-A-R, to see where I will be. This week, I'm in L.A. at the Comedy Store Tuesday and Wednesday night. Um, also at the Dime and a few other places, too. Hopefully, by the end of the week, I'll have all those down. Haha, ha, tonight, the Haha ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood, Sunday, if you're listening to this. Uh, the 15th, I'll be at the Denver Comedy Lounge this weekend, the 20th and 21st, and at Loose Change in Boulder on Thursday as well. Next week, where will I be? Where will I be? Oh, that's right. I will be in Milwaukee at the Laughing Tap. Please check that out. 27th, 28th of January. I'll be back in Chicago on the 30th to start a new show at the Laugh Factory Monday, January 30th called Stand Ups Sit Down comics do stand up then we sit down and we talk to them it's a fun little show we got jim flanagan Mario DeRosa, erica nicole clark and claire sunby on that first episode on january 30th please please check it out this episode's fun check out our sponsors as always and thank you for listening Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Kranz, and if you like the Singles Only podcast, I invite you to check out my podcast called Type Tune Tint. Those three words represent the authors, musicians, and artists who bring their creativity to life through our informal chats. My interviews with these talented people are short and sweet to accommodate short and sweet attention spans, you know, like mine. Meet, for example, Rick Caratash, whose exploits in the catering business are revealed in his book, How Catering Sucked the Life Right Out of Me. And there's former Major League Baseball great Rupert Jones, whose close encounter with a concrete wall in the outfield changed his life forever. And Devin Alana, a reluctant karaoke singer from Freehold, New Jersey, who now headlines the indie band Fake Pockets. Type Tune Tint opens the door to the roots of creativity. What's your talent? Is it asleep under a blanket of denial? Hear how people from all walks of life tapped into their creativity with success. Join me for Type Tune Tint on your favorite podcast venue. Get in, bitch. We are going to take back our power. You heard me right. I mean, why get mad when you can get absolutely everything? If you want to learn to become a master manifester, attract anything and anyone, you have met the perfect guide. My name is Cece, and I am a life and spiritual coach guiding others to heal themselves. On my podcast, That Bitch is Positive, we talk about everything from the quantum physics behind manifesting to how to deal with that X. Sometimes we will laugh. Sometimes we will cry, but we will always leave feeling empowered. If you're ready to dust off that crown and take back that throne, join us every Thursday and listen in to That Bitch is Positive, your future self. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here. 
uh, riding shotgun. The voice of reason has returned. Chris Higgins. Hey, Chris. Hey, Paul. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So I was. We missed you for a couple weeks. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. <laughs> I was a traveling man. I was also traveling. Where did you go to? Anywhere fun? Uh, Colorado and New York, the city, <laughs> and uh, where else? Somewhere shitty in Wisconsin. <laughs> Appleton? No, well, Appleton's fun. Uh, I don't want to say because I did have a really good time. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, but it was it was not a town I would want to live in. Where in Colorado did you go? Uh, my hometown of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. I'm going there. I'm going there this week. Well, uh, when this is recording in advance, but this week. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Boulder. Nice. Loose change or something? Is that a show? Hell yeah! I think so. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I'm. I've never done it. I think God you're newer. Damn it, Higgins. I'm sorry. I, I always do the same one. <laughs> the Boulder Comedy Show every Sunday. Oh, is there a Sunday show? Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. Um, And you're still in a relationship, huh? Yep. So you still qualify as the voice Uh of reason? Yeah, three years. Wow. Holy crap. That's impressive. She's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have an expert on the show tonight to assist (laughs) us in this. Uh, Sex and relationship therapist, Nicole Schaefer. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. It's been a while. So I met you at uh, when you were working the Don't Tell Comedy Circuit back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I had such a fun time at the show. And then we went out for drinks and Mm -hmm. talked about all kinds of crazy shit. And then then I saw you on this site where they match people with potential... uh, Guests, and then I saw. I'm like, I know this broad. (laughs) (laughs) Match people with potential guests for podcasts. Oh, really? Podcasting. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes we need to mix it up. We can't always only have comedians. Yeah, we get boring. Yeah, Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you saw me on like Psychology Today. You're looking for a therapist. No, but I was like, oh wait, no, it was Pod Match. I mean, we do need all comedians need uh, relationship and sex therapists in that order. But I know you like (laughs) to say it the other way around. Um, First of all. You're single, though, correct? Yeah. So you qualify to be on the show. So a lot of people ask me, since I am uh, consider myself a dating expert now, having done this podcast for almost six years, they say to me, how are you an expert if you're single? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are you a relationship and sex therapist if you're single, Nicole? I mean, I think it's harder to take our own advice than okay. it is to give it. <laughs> Always in every scenario. But um, I think... I'm like a serial non-relationship person. Whereas I think so many people don't want to be alone. So they just continue to get in a relationship and relationship and play out the same narrative each time. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't learn from their prior mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris. Yeah. (laughs) He must have learned. He's three years in. (laughs) No, he's learned. He's learned his Uh lesson. uh, So um, what kind of people come to you? Do you have like... So here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. When I heard sex and relationship therapist, Mm -hmm. there's like those late night TV shows on Showtime (laughs) where someone goes there and then the sex therapist ends up having sex with the guy and be like, this is what you do. There's no hands on stuff. That's more of like a coach, I think, or something. (laughs) Sex, sex coach. Coaching, do that. You don't do that, that's right? A porn star. Yeah, yeah. I do coaching. Yeah, that's a porn star. <laughs> well, right. And then there are porn stuff too. Where they I think yeah. they have, things, end up having threesomes. I think those sex therapists are actresses <laughs> for the most sex part. Yeah. I know, but it's got to be based in some reality. There's, it's got to be accurate. A fantasy. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Maybe. Do people? Well, first of all, does, do people come in there ever thinking that's going to happen? Oh. A hundred percent. So I'm not I an have idiot. to. I've had I've had potential clients come to me in consults, and there was one specific one that I'll never forget. It was a man who 
came in and he was explaining to me about all of his issues. And he's like, right at the end, he was like, how are you going to feel if I tell you I'm a nudist? And I was like, um, okay, that's fine. Like if that's a lifestyle you live, I can support that. And he's like, but I want to be nude in the sessions. I was like, Ab- no bro yeah, like yeah. absolutely oh. not this is this is a place where you're gonna masturbate under the table while yeah. you stare at me draw the line yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so he wasn't really a nudist was he just doing that because he wanted to test uh, mm-hmm. okay. he this wants to get off nods, yes. that sounds tricky yeah he's, he's being tricksy um so Sneaky. they don't there aren't guys that come in there or women like so this is what i have this is the problem i have well let me just let me just show you oh. and then I would have to like end the call if that was the case. There's a clause in my contract before like that costs extra. Yeah, that costs extra. <laughs> Join my OnlyFans. That's Jeez. you can find that content there. Um, no, it's it's a clause in my contract. Is like you know this is fully clothed and it has nothing to do because with, of like, that nudist. Before, yeah, and multiple other men. It's only men. Yeah, of course. Also, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> By the way, women aren't like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, you know, like it's only men. They're like, let's see, maybe. Let's see, we can try. What's the worst that could happen? I saw this show on Showtime one time, and (laughs) that's a good voice of me. Maybe that's it. It's not you. (laughs) This is just a, a, a pig. I don't know. Yes, a pig. Yeah. Also, it's like. If you want to pay $150 a session for me to just like maybe go masturbate later, why not go on OnlyFans? Like you yeah. have other options. Yeah. Why me? <laughs> well, because so you hard. have the degrees in therapy and it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a fantasy, like you said. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. They're playing it out. What about in your dating life? Does that <clears throat> does that play a role where people are intimidated by your expertise in sex and relationships? Uh, sometimes, and they just want me to analyze them. They're like, oh, what's going on? Like, How did why I am do? I th- yeah, what is this? <laughs> N- never really like, oh, judge me sexually, but they're like, how am I doing emotionally? Or like, what traumas triggered this reaction oh, that I'm having? I'm like, uh, no, like I'm not doing that to you. Is it hard for you to separate the two though? Like in, in terms of your expertise, how do you not bring that into the relationship where you see someone clearly mm-hmm. having like, you know, mommy issues or whatever. <laughs> I think I have mommy issues, but um, I try not to psychoanalyze or bring my like therapy life into relationships or even friendships. But people come to me and they, if they genuinely ask, I'll give my opinion, but I'm not just going to be like, I'm the right. all time therapist. Like, let me help you all this. Yeah. No. I mean, you went if to you school ask, for this. So like yeah. you've got to multiple degrees in mm-hmm. this. So it's not like some, it's not like me where I just started a podcast. I'm going to be a dating expert. <laughs> and now you are. And now I am. And now I say I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what about in terms of your relationships? And I know you said you're, you, you haven't found, you know, a long term. What's the longest relationship you've been in? Mm, not even a year. Okay. Yeah. So. And what is that? What does that tell you about yourself? Like, do you analyze yourself? You're like, fuck, I've got mommy issues or whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. A hundred percent. But also I, I tend to gravitate towards non-committal people. So I don't know what that says about me. Probably that yeah. I also don't want to commit, but. Or things that are not, uh, that are safe in terms of like distance. Like I'm the same way in the sense of, okay, okay I'm going to be in a long distance relationship because mm-hmm. it's safe. And then it's always fun. There's, you're on a honeymoon all the time. Yep. And, and isn't like a non-committal, that's a type of relationship. Like it's still, 
it's falls like under a, yeah, the category. Situationship yeah. in some situation capacity. Situationship is what yeah. I call it. A relationship doesn't necessarily mean c- commitment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's different types of, there's monogamy, there's yeah, polyamory, yeah. and there's whatever's in between that. There's so many. The damn hippies. Damn hippies change the world. <laughs> ENM is the new thing that I'm getting a lot in sessions. Where they're like Emotionally, it's not EDM. Totally different. <laughs> I don't like that. Emotionally uh, non-monogamous. Or in, ethically, ethically, yeah, ethically. yeah. <laughs> also emotionally, also emotionally. <laughs> ethically, it's like it's against my morals <laughs> to get it's tied so judgmental down. immediately. Yeah. Those people think they're eagles. All of them, they're like <laughs> my spirit animal. They say spirit animal, which is politically incorrect. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. And they're like, I'm a, I'm a big old eagle. I'm the eagle. You guys are a bunch of parakeets. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> I'm back to the trash voice. It's bad, though, because that implies that non-monogamy before or in any other format is not ethical. Right. When that's not true. It's kind of condescending. Yeah. I agree with that. What about um, in terms of your relationship? You said you have mommy issues. How does that play out in your relationships? Do you date? You said they're non-committal. So are they mm-hmm. people that are in other relationships and you like to be the third? Or is it like just people that are, you could see they're broken. You're like, this guy's <laughs> yes, broken. Yeah, see they're broken. Uh-huh. And I want to help. I want to be like yeah. the nurturer, the mother, the one that they like rely on and I'll fix them. And that and that plays out a lot in comedians because we did this on our podcast recently where, well, the last three, three of the last four relationships I've been in, the women were therapists. Mm. And it's not, it just kind of, and it just is that way. Yeah. Does that happen to you? You find people broken in the arts? Oh, industry. industry. It's always bartenders. Oh. Always. So how are you meeting these bartenders? Just sitting Out. at the bar? Yeah. Okay. But that's... Okay, so here's the caveat there. It's like a double-edged sword. I would rather meet someone in person. And so like, if I'm out at a restaurant or a bar... Th- perfect. They're there. They're that's there. so easy. You're probably sitting at the bar by yourself like doing work. For this Showtime series that you're on, yeah. and then you see the bartender, he's like, "Oh, you want another Moscow Mule? Yeah. I did your voice there again, sorry." Oh my god! Is that how it goes down? It goes down just like that, and they and it's so nice and it's exciting, and we have different work schedules, and I'm all about it. And then I'm like, "Oh my god, if this is miserable!" Like, yeah. I want to live a totally different lifestyle than they do. They're staying up till five a.m. I'm like waking up in normal hours. I want you to like pay for my bills, and they can't even pay for their own right. bills. So yeah. Yeah, and then you a, invoice them. Exactly. You're like, well, I tried to thanks, fix you. Thanks for my time. Yeah. <laughs> what about, why can't you date like bar owners? Then they can pay for your bills. They're they not don't... hanging out in the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're with their wife and kids. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Well, she, that's fine. You could be the third in that situation. <laughs> that it's sounds consistent. miserable. Yeah, that sounds bad too. Yeah. Ha, have you always been like this? Or when you were younger, what was your, what was it like? Did you date in high school or were you like an awkward kid? How did that work? I was an emo kid. I was like a scene emo kid. So I had black hair, the cut, all of it. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Morton Grove. So oh, just okay. like north sure. of the city. That's where I used to service my vehicle. Oh, <laughs> convenient. Fancy. No big deal. What does that mean? Service your that vehicle. A, that's <laughs> you yeah, take it to a car brothel or something. That's <laughs> where so you get maintenance on. It's a. It was a high end German car. Oh. No big deal. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but that's very. Cool. I pay my bills. Yeah. During my high school years, I was not like the most attractive person. I would say I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21 either. So I wasn't Whoa. like dating. I wasn't doing anything. Was it because you wanted to wait or because you didn't have the opportunities? Oh, I definitely had the opportunity, but with like men who were like, when you turn 18, oh, God. hit me oh, up. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, oh, hindsight is Still 2020. Still dating bartenders at 18? Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus, we're all doing that same voice too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For dirt bags. Yeah. It's wow. consistent. That's so fucking. Oh god, that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. I like think about some of those. Like I, when I was in high school, I was I was like, yeah, just so and so's got an older boyfriend, you know. And now, yeah. and now I'm sitting here and I'm like, that was a, that it's was a, a criminal. That man was a crime. Yeah. He was committing crimes. We would he would be like in our. Like where we would all park our cars across, the, and he would just be chilling there for his child. You guys want me to wife. get beers for you? Yeah, yeah. He's like, here, just I'm just doing some grooming, boys. How are you doing? Like, what's like, up? Wow, Charles is cool. He buys us alcohol. Yeah, for we have to pay truly, for it. He bought us booze. That's I don't know so why he brings fun. a camera around everywhere. Yeah. Oh. So bad. So okay. So, so you lost your virginity at twenty one. Yeah. And then when did you develop into being like attractive? When did you realize that you were not this? <laughs> when did you cut the bangs? I was always hot. Email? Okay. Well, you said you were an awkward. I wasn't awkward. I just like in a different persona in the emo world. You were yeah. Hot. And yeah. so MySpace. Mm-hmm. We were hot on MySpace. Okay? What was your song on MySpace? Well, probably My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Oh, for I'm sure. not okay. But yeah. Not, the, welcome to the <laughs> Black <wasn't>. Parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm seriously not okay yeah when i was sad i would set my song on myspace to that oh god and then i'd be like someone please message me and ask me if i'm sad (laughs) it's so good but i would say i turned into like a little club rat after that so i was disgusting and then i started like maintaining and taking care of myself when i was in my mid-20s and like got it together i was like okay this is what i'm gonna look like this is who i'm gonna be but then i dated like the worst person on planet earth so that like really fucked up my first relationship being like i summoned to this day that i like don't wish them well (laughs) was it when you were in it how long did that one go about a year yeah like a year on and off and they were just cheating on me the entire time and just they were a drug addict and I, there were times he would lock me in his basement like I thought I was going to die. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would take my bag. He would throw it out his car window. Like so it was like phone. a control thing for him. Yeah. He was like sociopathic. Yeah. Narcissistic. Sure. Sounds yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Arrest him. That's where you bring that voice in. I guess. Mm-hmm. And now he married <laughs> someone who had two children and I just am like, Oh my God, he's gonna kill all of you oh at some God. point. So, <laughs> do you think that that toxic relationship affects your trust levels now with everything else because of that? Like, do you see signs when you date other guys? You're like, I'm gonna when they try to lock their car door. You're like, What are you doing? I'm like, Hold on. <laughs> For a triggered. long time, I couldn't have my phone on vibrate, or it, there's like no notifications. I still to this day, if I have like vibrate on or notificate, because. If my phone would go off, he would grab it oh. and he would go through it. And so oh, it's geez. like a trigger. He oh, said, my yeah, God. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. So that's an insecure man. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was bad. Yeah. That is that is bad. So now and that's obviously affected. You've had healthy relationships since then, I assume. Uh, I mean. At I would, least once. <laughs> no? I haven't How really are, been in a lot of relationships. So okay. that's what I was saying. Well, you've been in situationships. And those are not healthy by any means. Why aren't they healthy? Um, because I usually see. This. I love that <laughs> Paul's mad. Yeah, why? <laughs> Paul Tell me really why. Mad. I, I, I hear really this healthy. every time that I get dumped at the end of the situationship. Well, I want to know why they're unhealthy. Well, I want to know why. You, Tell me why you are. Why are you being defensive? Because healthy. I think that if a relationship is supposed to bring you happiness, yeah. why does something like people are like where is this going? Why does anything have to go anywhere? If you're both growing individually and you get to spend time together. Chris is mocking me right now. No, no, no. <laughs> Judge in his I'm ego lis- voice. I'm listening. I'm yeah, listening. We're listening. I, I don't understand why. I mean, if there's 
if you're on the same page when you're together, mm-hmm. why does it have to go somewhere? Why do there have to be these commitments made or things that change the relationship to make it? There doesn't, but I think pe- both people have to be on that same page and want that. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to be on the same page forever. I think human, marriage is an outdated institution. Human nature just likes progress. Yeah. I think that's like inev- inevitable. Some, with any, some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people dislike it. Yeah, sure. But like there's, you know, you, you uh, we'll do this step and we'll do this step because that's like kind of how we're programmed is yeah. to, to proceed. Yeah. So you didn't answer my question. Why so is it So unhealthy. <laughs> it's usually because one person wants more. Well, yeah. So it's it's great for you, obviously, or the person who is maintaining no, that it's like non-committal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aspect of it. But then the other person is probably in a state of anxiety all the time and like overthinking things, and they're not bringing their best version of themselves to the relationship or situationship uh, as is. So yeah. why bother? Why do that to yourself? So what what's the answer then? You have to just nip it in the bud. Yeah. Why? You, you then you're need both to find somebody for... to do that with you. Yeah. Right. I think that's the first thing is like finding out up front if you're both on the same page and like kind of in the like growth direction. You Pointing can still to grow together. <laughs> yeah, he grew into Voice his relationship. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you have to, I think this happens in so many relationships where people don't ask these questions up front because they're so scared that the person will leave immediately. Mm-hmm. It's all fear-based and like scarcity mindset where you can just be upfront and honest and know immediately, oh, this has the potential to go somewhere that I want it to go versus like, I'm going to sit in this for fucking seven months and know that it's going to do nothing. Eight months, yeah. but yeah. whatever. Okay. When I think other people are always like grass is greener. It's like, is this situationship closing me off to somebody else that might be better? the answer? Yeah, yeah. That topic kills me yeah. like the illusion of choice that we have and all these options in our back pocket on fucking oh, yeah. raya and tinder yeah. and mm-hmm. all that shit and it's like w- the uh our this day and age we have never been able to access so much information at once and know that we have even all this beauty that we weren't able to see you know we live in illinois and like the people who live in wisconsin we see wisconsin people like they didn't know yeah. what a supermodel looked like right. on social media so they're like oh i could get that yeah and then you just wait and wait and wait and you end up lonely and alone but that's not as so that brings me to the next question where it's like how does this end for someone like that and for you too as well because Mm -hmm. you are a person who is very independent and you are in these situationships do you do you see yourself getting married and having kids in a traditional life no okay i would want it would take someone extraordinary to make me be interested in marriage and kids okay and i think the lifestyle that i would want alongside that because i think people convince you that you should want kids because they have kids and they're miserable and they're like, get on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Please come hang out with me. Yeah, please. We're going to the rec center on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. But, but the thing is, if 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 you are in these situationships that they eventually dissolve, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, the same thing happens with marriage, right? Because you have people that are married for seven years, they get divorced, they marry again, they get divorced, whatever. So all relationships in some way are going to be, uh, are ter- they're, they're temporary. Mm, yes and no. I would say you have to choose to want to be in the relationship. And if you grow apart, 
it's great that you can call it quits and know and have the like um the hindsight to be like oh this is not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. and i might as well move on i can be in a alone or in a better relationship but the people who like drag it out and you see grandparents who are like they were never in love they don't even have yeah. the, they the fact that they had sex to have these my parents even is like mind blowing different world yeah but they also were in that mindset where they didn't have access to information where mm-hmm. they could see the other world like yeah like people live people who live in small towns they get married at 16 because there's nothing else to do mm-hmm. but and I, I think a lot of them end up staying together because there's nothing else to yeah. do mm-hmm. yeah. like i don't want to be like bob over there he's 60 and alone yeah so i mean i was listening to one of the other episodes that you were doing and you're talking about monogamy not being natural it isn't yeah and so i think that's like a that's where a lot of people are leaning towards but i just did on i don't know if you saw on my instagram i did a poll yesterday i do polls all the time to like gauge you know what polls are chris yeah 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 <laughs> i gauge that's my audience and oh, like wait what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i use them to turn and Um, I did one yesterday that was based around kind of sex and relationships. And I asked red light, green light there into like the poly ENM lifestyle. And most people voted that was a red light. So people still aren't totally on board. Yeah. It's, it's changing a little. It's a little more part of the conversation more often now than it was, you know, 10 years ago, but still it's a little, it's looked down upon even by people within polyamory. You have the Mm -hmm. people that are EDMs or ENMs, whatever they're Yeah. Listening We're going to dancing. Fucking, <laughs> listening to dance music and judging other people from their eagle perches. Terrible. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I see what, what you're saying about that, but I also think that a lot of it, there are other options. We have other options, not just what you see, but like you, you have things going on in your life that affect your ability to commit to one person, whether it's monogamy or or people like comedians who everyone every book that i read a lot of books about comedians lives and it's like their relationship suffered because the mistress was comedy it sounds so cheesy mm-hmm. to say but we are we fucking sneak off to do a guest spot when we get a guest spot or something yeah instead of going to dinner with our our situation but that's just partner. priorities it's oh with 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 the arts i think a lot of them mm-hmm. the priority is always going to be yeah, it's that yeah. it's like a feeling because it's a pursuit that's mm-hmm. that is from Never from the heart too. I think you're yeah. like in love with it. It's your first love. Yeah, and yeah. so it is hard to share. That, but you know, it's different. It's in different categories, but certainly like it also comes to a point where you're like making money, and it's uh, and you know hours are different. Like you were saying earlier, it's like well, I, I got go. <laughs> like, yeah, like not like I get good like work my now. Friday at eight is your Monday at nine a.m. Like mm-hmm. right, I'm gone. I've those, people don't understand that's where that. i'm working and yeah and people are like well what if yeah so it's just it's, it's a fucked up yeah, world we live in. it's a weird one you're dating a comic yeah another comedian so yeah. how did you does it work because of that well i mean she's she until has, she starts doing stand-up yeah well she hasn't no no it's great that she does stand up if anything that's been like uh really helpful for her. so she 
started off in like the improv world. She still does um, some like sketch and stuff like yeah. that, and like acts and um, at, at, over at the Annoyance. And then she started doing stand up when after we started dating because she came to s- some shows and I think kind of wasn't was inspired idiots. by some uh, some of the terrible terrible yeah. stand up that she saw and was like, okay, I, I could do better. Than yeah, this. like these Hack. people get. Yeah, she was like, these people get booked. I can definitely get booked. Like, I, <laughs> and so and now that she kind of got the bug, is bitten her. She like understands what I'm like. I gotta go because yeah. I think improv is a little still a little different yeah of a, a little bit of a, of a of a bug that bites you it's, right. um but yeah it's great she understands it but we definitely have our moments where she'd rather me put her in front of stand up and that's like probably where our biggest arguments come from which is i don't think gonna go away it's just mm-hmm. something we have to deal with um, but you you two are more understanding because you are exi- that's like two Both doctors dating yeah 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. she gets it for mm-hmm. sure she gets it so we've been doing this podcast what six seven years now and the one thing you know about me, other than that I was a comedian, is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312-648-8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. Now let's talk about the the sex aspect of your therapy. What are the common things that you see in your in your uh, mm. in your clientele? Uh, people who are addicted to porn or cam girls. That uh, that to me is more of. Uh, How do you know if you're addicted to porn? Because I took a test and I didn't. I'm like, oh, I think I am. <laughs> Like every day, it's, six times a week isn't too much. Is interfering with yeah your <laughs> eight hours daily a day is life. A, oh right, okay. <laughs> but no, I think people get into this habit. Uh, they know it's a dopamine release, and their body is like craving it, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that they go to first. They're like, oh, this is the easy one. It's like women with going online shopping, clicking mm-hmm. buy on their cart, and they're like, yes, it's mm-hmm. instant. Versus like taking the time to like build something yeah like go mm-hmm. act like you're interested so you can get late right so i come across <laughs> that like like a like a horrible jesus christ <laughs> paul act like you're interested just be interested <laughs> just yeah nod and yeah yeah um so when do you graduate high school oh god yeah, when, when are you 18 <laughs> That and then we'll also back to that same creepy guy. Yeah. It's, he's he's one of us. He's right, here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we, that and then people who want to explore their sexuality. So who are like just got divorced or just got out of a relationship that they were in for ten years, and they're like, I think I want to like a man who's like I'm interested in men. exploring men. Yeah. yeah, or a woman who's like, Why have I been dating men for 10, 20 years? It's See, like, that's clearly... where the Showtime special comes into. Yeah. Place. Like, well, maybe I could help. <laughs> Another fantasy. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Complete. Join my Patreon. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> So what, okay, so what is the, so what I see in relationships a lot and, and what fear, what fear-based stuff has in monogamy is that that seems to be a big part of it for relationships where 
the sex gets old and mm-hmm. such a big part of a relationship too. And someone did a joke recently on, they're like, would you rather uh, date someone who is perfect in every way, but horrible at sex or someone who's great at sex and just toxic? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, of course I would be in the relationship. But every guy I know. It's not like, true. It's yeah. just not true. Yeah. Sex over the, you would, I would be in the most toxic relationships for sex when I was younger. Yep. That's why it's listed first. In, <laughs> yeah. In the no. Sex and relationship therapy. Yeah. Sex and, so like, order. how does that, how is that? And, and does that also, do you, can you relate to that too? In terms of your relationships mm-hmm. that you were in with the, with the, the horrible people. Dude. Yeah. Clearly the sex must've been great. That is, I tell this to my clients all the time that if the sex is going, it's for another reason. There's like, there's something deeper there and your body's just calling it out quicker than your brain is. But I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a second. Cause I can see your face, but uh, yeah, I don't understand <clears> what you mean, but explain it to w- us dummies with the, with the sex being the best thing that is the number one reason people say in relationships is like the sex is so good. Everything else is bad. So when the, when it's the opposite, that's when it's like, okay, like I was saying, the body can call out when other things are going wrong. So if it's a communication issue, you might not be able to piece it together, but your body isn't turned on. It's not even in a place where it wants to have sex because there's something else preventing you from getting to the point of being comfortable enough to have sex or want the sex. You mean in the relationship <clears throat> where everything is good and the sex is bad? Yeah. Okay. So well, everything it's is like good. You're cockblocking yourself, yeah, or you're yeah. you're. It's just like a, it's like a defense mechanism. Kind of. It's <laughs> just keeping you. You're you're like in a state of survival at that point almost, and you just you may not be able to call or have the reflection or introspection abilities to be like, oh, me and my wife are under a lot of stress or like she, maybe she just had kids and she's like touched out and you touch her and she gets, she fucking flips a shit. Yeah. And that's not because she doesn't love you and things aren't great. It's because of something totally outside of that that can be remodied. But when it's just sex that you're in the relationship for, that's not. But there's also an intimacy issue, whether you have an intimacy issue with someone that you that knows you so well versus someone who you can't stand. But I mean, I, there's got to be something to that. And also the the fact that like, you, I just I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. But I know that that's a consistent thing for a lot of people, including myself. But now I mean, I'm, I don't care. But now I'm older. I'm like, I'll just go get a burger. Like, I don't give a fuck. But I'm just saying like. That is a thing. And how do you overcome that? Mm, you have to break that pattern because it's just a pattern. It's like a habit. It is. It's truly a habit. You are you are getting sex. You're getting that release. This for women, I think, is the hardest. Men love stress, full relationships. So that's why you see men be in relationships with like what we call crazy women. Toxic. Yeah, toxic women because uh, uh, vasopressin is released within them, that hormone. And that's what makes vasopressin. And it's a hormone that's released in men that makes them bond with women. Okay, and so stressful situations cause that and also eating. So the term uh, way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's why. But... 
for women it's totally Chris opposite is, the bonding is, is sex so when you, when a woman orgasms she's releasing oxytocin and that's her bonding hormone so when you add stress and then hers is the bonding it's that perfect combo of why you stay in the relationship he's getting that stressful aspect and she's bonding through the sex so with men the vasopressin mm-hmm. works with food too yeah what is oxytocin Tocin work for women other than orgasms. Uh, it's like the it's the bonding hormone. So when Clothing? women lactate, yeah, <laughs> shopping. <laughs> no, that, women like, be shopping specifically. <laughs> just like serotonin. the <laughs> serotonin and dopamine, we're all Science. low. But no, it really is that. It, that's why the bonding shawls. is backwards. <laughs> Wearing shawls, that's what gets them the oxytocin. Wait, what My what were you? Bag. What were you saying that was the other the other things besides sex that give oxytocin? I'm learning things. I know, that's what I'm trying to figure You're Lact- the voice of reason, Lactation, Damon. lactation. So that's women specifically. But well, like that, that, they have to have, yeah. Exactly. What, so oxytocin is very different for women. How can we trick people, women, into having orgasms? <laughs> Why do you have <laughs> to trick them? Just Paul, give them. We're tricking so many people here. <laughs> Why are so we what, tricking? So what's the other way besides this uh, <laughs> orgasm I keep hearing about? What is the other oh thing? God. For guys, it's easy. Go get them a burger. What's the yeah, thing? and or, or put them in a stressful situation. Yeah, um, adrenaline's another adrenaline? one. Adrenaline, okay. yeah, but that's like, like let's go running. Yeah, quick. Yeah. You didn't come. Let's go run. <laughs> hop on Skydiving. My, hop yeah. on my tre- treadmill. To scare them a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, we're cool. I like you. Wow, it worked. Wow, I'm bonded. <laughs> you. Well, we're Paired. cured. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. I think it's it's easy uh, for men because they are like, oh, I'm gonna have sex with this woman, and then she gets attached and he doesn't. And yeah. Then that's where okay. So now, mm. what can the woman do? But that's changing now. I think a lot of women now are viewing sex and not getting attached as much as the traditional roles were. Mm-hmm. Women would get attached, guys wouldn't. And now you're seeing the other thing, especially with guys who are um, emotionally based or uh, or creatives. I would assume there a lot of them are. Are they get attached pretty quickly? I assume. Mm. No, I mean not not us guys over here. <laughs> not clearly no, not I, you. I, not I, us I, alphas. I did though for Aww. sure in my younger days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think that it's the roles have reversed, and the traditional, you know, the traditional alpha male will be like, oh, let's go, you know, like you, I think a Cheers, the show Cheers with Sam Malone, where mm-hmm. he was like. Treated as a as a god because he had sex with all these women and didn't get attached. Yeah, and now it's like another. I don't know what the recent version of that is, but I think women are are the ones in charge now, where they're just like man, man eaters. Like they're just. I think it's like switching from we we learned about the feminine and the masculine. So like leaning into that and knowing, just being able to cut it off quicker. Right. Yeah. Where I think a lot of men don't make women feel safe enough to be in that feminine energy. And so when we know that, it's kind of easy. Like, okay, no, I'm going to get nothing from him. So I, I can put up a wall almost. I can, I can really compartmentalize that. Whereas if there is a man who comes across and he makes me feel safe in all the ways that I need him to, to be in that feminine energy, and then I can support him mm. in that, like his masculine. Right. That's like a way deeper conversation about the energies. Yeah. But that's a huge thing that I think women are leaning into. Yeah, I'm still stuck on the oxytocin thing. Trying to figure out. <laughs> You're like, how do I get? This? How do I get this oxytocin release without having to wait? <laughs> What's bad about waiting? Yeah, such a rush, Paul. <laughs> okay. Seven minutes. Yeah. What? I can't last. Um, 
we we're out of time, Nicole. This is <laughs> what an ending. Very I know. Whoa. <laughs> seven minutes. No I can't last. Intended. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> anyway, we're done here. <laughs> it's been seven minutes. <laughs> just oh like God. just like sex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm done. Are you not done? You finish. Uh, <laughs> get you next time. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you next time. Uh, where where can people find out more? This was I, I fear I feel like we could have kept learning. Yeah. Yeah, this was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> There's this so is much like more. An, this is an education level, like a, with a real expert, not yeah. some fucking idiot here. Like, yeah. Be like, yeah, the next I guest, whoever they are, comes in here and we're like, no, 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 you're Bring wrong, actually. <laughs> we just learned a lot of stuff. We know yeah, better. Yeah. Where can people find out more about, other than on Showtime, where yeah. can people find out more about your sex and relationship therapy? It's Nicole.com. Very easy. It's Nicole. Yep. Yeah. Not, it's, 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 it's Nicole. It's Nicole.com. www.itsnicole.com. Yep. Okay. Super easy. Made it as simple as I could. Sounds good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so for much, Nicole. Me. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing the podcast. And Chris, thank you as always. Thanks for, for having being me, the Paul. voice of Yay. reason. Thanks for coming. Nicole. Kept, kept me from being canceled. Again. I learned a ton. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing, this episode is we called should... sponsored by Oxytocin. Yeah. Yes. We should have more smart guests on here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast.